Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Eat blog talkers. Hey, how are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages because I've just taken most of July off work. So it's good to be back talking to you again. Speaking of taking time off, today I am going to talk about how and why to take time off food blogging yourself if that is something that you've always wanted to try. And as I mentioned, I'm just coming off a long work break, so I'm really excited about this topic. First, though, if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review eBlog Talk, I would be so grateful. It literally takes two minutes to do this. Those two minutes of your time are so appreciated, and they also add value to this podcast. So thank you. I'm really so grateful for every single person who takes the time to do this. One more thing before we dive into taking time off from blogging. The new Eat Blog Talk community platform is on its way to you August 11th, so just a few days away. And I cannot wait to open the doors for you to come see the space we are setting up inside. Go to eblogtalk.com for more information and you will want to be sure to sign up for the community platform between August 11th and the 16th to get access to bonuses that we're sending members as part of our launch package. Okay, on to the topic at hand, how and why to take time off from food blogging. So before I tell you about the amazing vacation my family and I took in July, I should probably back up a little bit and tell you what prompted my wanting to take time off work in the first place. In a couple weeks, my food blog will turn 10 years old. She is an old blog. I have been a diligent blogger since the moment I started. Granted, many of those years, I now know I was working on so many wrong things, but I have always worked really hard and I've been extremely dedicated and consistent about publishing new content regularly. I never have published less than one post a week in all of those 10 years. Throughout my blogging journey, I've had periods where I've actually reached that blogging burnout stage. And I'm talking about burnout as in I was mentally unwell and wanted to run screaming for the hills and never, ever come back. But despite those stretches, I have never left blogging. I've never stepped away. I love this job. It fills me up in a way that I've never creatively been filled up before. So as much as I wanted to leave at times, I always had this underlying knowing that I just had to stick with it. A little over two years ago, I came to a point where I realized I had been working on all the wrong things and I needed to get clarity and just dig in in a whole new way, which also involved immersing myself into the community. Yes, I had embarrassingly avoided this for a really long time. It was shortly after that realization when I also realized I loved the business side of food blogging. I won't get into that too much, but in a nutshell, my job duties became more plentiful very quickly. Fast forward to last summer, one year ago, I had just launched the Eat Blog Talk podcast. 
So I was immersed in that as well as keeping my food blog afloat because I had decided to do both duties simultaneously. Life was crazy and that is such an understatement. At that time last summer, I was an absolute mess. I was in tears almost every single day. I basically ignored my children for the entire summer, which led to guilt and even more stress, and it just snowballed, and I found myself teetering on the edge of that dark place that I'd visited in the past. While I'm so happy that I started eBlog Talk, and I have no regrets about that, I love this platform so much, and I love the people that I've met. I mean, there's nothing that I regret about any of that. I do acknowledge that I did not go about starting this podcast in the right way, like at all. There was no planning involved. I just dove in headfirst and very quickly felt like I was drowning. After that initial three months after launching the podcast was done, I kind of looked back on that stretch of time in amazement. I could not believe that I had just survived it. I couldn't believe my boys and my husband had survived me surviving it. I couldn't believe my house was still in one piece and that I was still mostly sane. I took this all in and recognized, honestly, just the miracle that it was. And I vowed to myself that I would never let that happen again. That's when I got really obsessed with creating visions and setting goals and sticking to a plan and not just adding a whole second job to my life without any forethought. That was ridiculous. Through all of this thought and reflection about visions and goals, I created a course, which was kind of a cool, unexpected byproduct. But most importantly, I actually started thinking ahead to the future and figuring out what I wanted in my life, my business, and what I didn't want in my life and my business. Having just been through a summer of hell, I knew I wanted to take an entire month off work the following year so I could actually enjoy these people in my life who I adore so much. So basically, I used all of the information I had put together for my unexpected course, and I applied it to my own life and business and just made a bunch of stuff happen. One of those things I really wanted to happen was to take July 2020 completely off work. When I made the goal, it sounded ridiculous. It sounded totally nuts because in almost 10 years, I had never taken anywhere close to that amount of time off work. But I knew deep in my soul that it needed to happen. So I made a plan. I followed through with the plan and it happened. What actually happened when I took time off work? I will get to my how in a little bit, but first I'd love to talk you through what happened when that anticipated time came that was actually work-free. So here is kind of how it went down in a nutshell. Week one off work. I subtitled this week, Detox Unawares. I constantly fought the urge to open my computer and check my phone that week. It was so ingrained in me to do both of these things regularly that it was like a nervous twitch I had to work through. I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with my family that week, but I struggled with staying away from the devices like big time. I managed though to only open my laptop twice that first week and that was to check email. That was a small miracle. Week two off work, I subtitle addiction awareness. Time with my family became even more enjoyable as I acclimated to tech free time. 
Oh, and I also came to the realization that I was completely addicted to technology. You might think I'm being dramatic, but I am totally not being dramatic. I resisted tapping on that little blue and white email icon on my phone approximately 9,000 times that week. Week three off work, I subtitle Bliss. This was the best week of vacation by far because I'd worked through my detox and was emotionally detached from work and just thoroughly enjoying my family. Week four off work, subtitle Prepare for Reentry. I slowly began getting my feet wet with small bits of work so the transition would not be quite as abrupt. Week one back at work, subtitle Hello Work. I won't lie, the first few official days back at work were rough, but I totally expected this. It didn't take long, though, to step back into the food blogging and podcasting worlds. By day three, I felt almost 100% back to normal, except I had new knowledge about myself, so really, I was better off than before. What I learned from this time off and why I think you should consider taking off time as well. I learned a few really valuable lessons by taking this time off work. I will talk you through those. There are six of them. Lesson number one, technology addiction is a real thing. This was not something I expected going into this no work month, but it very quickly became clear to me that I had a technology addiction. Now, after working through all of that, thanks to my time off, I only check my phone for three reasons. Number one, to spend intentional time on Instagram. Number two, to watch a Marco Polo from coworkers or friends. And number three, to write or answer texts. Oh, and I guess I occasionally answer the phone if it rings, but who makes phone calls anymore? Also, since coming back to work, I only open my computer for two reasons. Number one, to spend intentional time working, and I never, ever work past 5 p.m. anymore. And number two, to do a beach body workout. By the way, a nice byproduct of stepping away from unnecessary tech time is an increase in productivity and happiness. Seriously, which leads me to lesson number two, revealing and refreshing. Since being back at work, I've had a lot on my plate. Uh, I mentioned the new community platform we are launching that has not been a joke. We've put real valid work into that. So I've had a lot to do, but I have not once felt actual stress, which is a miracle. It's like I know I have a long to-do list every day, but that somehow doesn't translate into worry and stress like it did before. Without the time off that I took, I would be a mess right now. The time off also allowed me to spend tons of quality time with my family, and I feel closer to them than ever before. Who knew that vacation without work was a thing? I love this concept. Seriously, though, this was a really positive thing for my boys, especially to see because they have a mom who works a lot and we all needed that quality time with each other. And now we know how amazing it is. So we have more of it to look forward to again, because guess what? This taking time off business will be happening again soon for me. Lesson number three, a lesson in control. Something else I took away from this was that I didn't need to do all of those things I'd always thought that nobody else could do. I handed a few things off to my VA during my July vacation that I was honestly a little bit nervous about, but guess what? Everything was fine. 
I am a control freak about a lot of things relating to my job, and it was good for me to hand work over to someone just so I could remind myself that other people can accomplish my work tasks just as successfully as I can. Lesson number four, creativity surge. Not having my brain overloaded with constant work issues made space for so much creativity. I had so many great ideas for work projects during my time off, and I also put a focus on writing in my journal, which in my opinion is just a portal for creativity. Only good things come from allowing more creativity in your life. So this was a huge benefit for me. Lesson number five, new habits. When I re-entered the real world again, I had kind of a new set of eyes, uh, a refreshed set of eyes, I would say. I wasn't rushing around like a crazy woman. I was appreciating so much more about the people and the world around me. So I saw this as an opportunity to start a few new habits that I'd been wanting to put into place for like years. <laughs> now in the mornings after I work out, I go out in my front porch and I take a delicious cup of coffee with me and I just allow myself to sit. It is life changing, you guys, this just sitting stuff. I'm kind of addicted. The time after time off is a great time to incorporate new habits into your life. Lesson number six, no suffering. This was a real worry I had before taking time off. I worried that my VA would be stretched too far and that I would spend my vacation stressing over details. I wondered if my audience would notice I was gone and hate me for leaving. But as you can guess, none of these worries came to life. They were just that, just worries. How to make all of this happen? So after hearing about my experience with taking time off and the good things that have come from it, nothing bad has come from it, you guys. You might be thinking that you want to try this yourself. I really hope you do because it is very, very possible with some intentional planning. First, you need to decide how long and when you want to take off. If you've never done this before, I would recommend starting with two weeks. Also, make sure it's far enough out so you don't plan now to take next month off, for example. Give yourself four to six months to plan, schedule, and prepare. Next, you'll need to sit down with your editorial calendar and logistically figure out how to make, photograph, and write the recipes that will get published during the time that you take off. For example, if you want to take the first two weeks of December off and you publish two new posts every week, you'll need to squeeze four additional recipes into your editorial calendar from now until that time in order to cover those two weeks that you're taking off. And actually, I recommend adding an additional week to that just to give yourself some cushion. So that would be six recipes that you'd need to fit into your calendar before December rolls around. Then you will need to write out a list of every task that you are responsible for, just you, on a regular basis. So not talking about your VA or anyone else that helps just you. Over the coming weeks and months, you'll need to start putting a plan together about how to make sure those specific tasks will be covered during your time off. For all of the tasks on your list, either automate, delegate, or eliminate. If you have a VA, you can have him or her cover some of the duties. You can start training them. Or this might be a good opportunity to start scheduling content that you previously have been doing manually. You can dive into automation software like Zapier to automate certain tasks. 
Or maybe you see this as a chance to not do some of the tasks on your list at all, just to see what happens. An example of this would be to not post Instagram stories while you take your vacation and just see how your audience responds to that. Most likely, they'll jump right back in with you as if you'd never left once you're back at it. And really, that's it, you guys. But you do have to obviously follow through with the plan. Stick to your editorial calendar like it is etched in stone. Chip away at finding solutions for all those tasks that you are responsible for. And like I mentioned earlier, give yourself some wiggle room. If you're flying to Maui for the first two weeks of December, have all of your content scheduled and tasks covered for the week following your trip as well. I actually prefer having even more wiggle room than one week, but one week is a great place to start. And that is it. So easy, right? Seriously, I get it. I know how much time and effort and energy food blogging requires. So I know this might seem like an insurmountable venture, but I promise you it is possible. And not just possible, but worthwhile, more than worthwhile. You will come away from your time off feeling more refreshed and clear-headed than ever. You'll have a new appreciation for why you decided to be a food blogger in the first place. You will have opened up mental space for creativity and innovation and so much more. Your family and your friends will appreciate the quality time they get with you because we all know we don't get enough time with them, right? You'll be a more patient person and a happier business owner. I really, really hope you try this. I'm already planning to take this December off work and I will repeat in 2021 with July and December off. If anyone listening wants to make something similar happen, but you need a little help in doing so, We can set up a time to strategize a bit about how to make this happen for you because I'm really excited about seeing other people do this and carry through with it. Send me an email at megan at eatblogtalk.com with the subject line strategy and we can set something up. Thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.